it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Punani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. Although witty cusses, I've always been a friend of mine. I like having straws in my hand. Mm, mm, mm. People say I'm shady and laugh till they cry when I draw that line in the sand. How I craft my cusses seems to be a mystery. You can't get it out of your head. Don't care about your whitewashed history. So you best not try me. I don't care who you are. Don't care where you're from. Don't care what you did. You can go suck your mommy. Who you are, who you are, where you're from. Don't care what you did. You can go suck your mommy, dickhead. I don't think you understand how much joy I get from like remixing all of these songs. Um, (laughs) In case you don't know, because you're like super young, that's um, Backstreet Boys, As Long As You Love Me. That was the inspiration for this week's um, song. I just feel like, you know, certain songs, it just fits so perfectly. I was listening to it randomly because I love listening to like those sorts of tunes. Like I love my kind of 90s, noughties pop tunes and R&B and um, hip hop. Like I love it. So I was just listening to that and I was like, rah, this is the one. This is the one. Um but yeah, it brings me a lot of joy and they genuinely make me laugh. So um, obviously that's not how the song goes. So you could go and listen to, I swear like I'm helping these streaming sites. Like people need to cut me a check because I'm definitely doing bits. Like every week that I remix a song, people obviously go and check out the original song. And then the artist is like, rah, I'm going to get more pee this week. Why? Because of me, bitch, because of collect. Chi. So, you know, let's actually get into that. My name is Kelechi Okafor. Welcome to um, another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mum. You can go suck your mummy, dickhead. Like, nah, banger, banger, absolute banger. You're mad. Absolute banger. Um, yeah, this is, uh, I'm just very happy to be here. Like I'm always saying, I went to the Noughts and Crosses screening uh, last week by now. Um, went there. That was really nice. Well done, Tolly T. Tolani Shonier for um, 
for hosting that like she was she was she was really she's funny like you know like just naturally funny people she's she's very funny and really good at that so I, I really enjoyed uh the questions obviously you know me I had to like bring one question in there because you know seeing bare white faces and knowing the premise of noughts and crosses and people just almost talking about it like it's some abstract concept of you know um what you know the 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 the, the inversion of race and um you know people being like oh wow wow that's so mad imagine if that happened bitch it is happening it's just that it's happening to black people duh um so yeah that was that was interesting um and I'm looking forward to seeing the series so it's a tv series and I think it's out in March yeah so it was good to to go to that and watch the first episode and just see how it plays out. I mean, obviously, tensions that are fraught in Britain at the moment, um, especially towards um, black people. We'll talk about that later with deportations and things like that. So it does seem like a bit of a risky time to be saying, imagine if black people ruled everything like it. It, it, it does seem like a fraught time to do that. But, you know we have to have the discussion at some point um, about the power dynamics and what people would be feeling like if those power dynamics were flipped on their head. So big up Mallory Blackman, obviously, for writing it. And um, yeah, I hope that I can discuss that with her one day, one day, one day. Um, But we shall see. So yeah, that was the thing that came to mind that I've done. But pretty much I've just been so busy. I've been really, really busy having meetings and proper adulting, you know, like getting myself um, different, like new representation, just just things. I've, I've just been doing bits and feeling like when I did a reading for myself, the Empress came out in reverse. And I understood that with, based on the other cards that came out with it, I understood that to be like... I can't keep being a shook head about making certain decisions because you don't become an empress with just one kingdom. Like you have to go out there and, and acquire and the territory that God has marked out for you. Oh, that sounds so odd because when I think about current political situations and people doing that in countries, but the things that God has designated for me, yeah, I'm not going to get them by like sitting in one spot in it. Like I've just got to go out there and, and get the things that are mine. Um, without oppressing people, obviously. But, you know, I've just got to go that, go out there and get the things that are mine. And that's why the Empress came out in reverse. And I, and I channeled that energy. So, you know, making very, very um, big girl decisions about what I need in my life going forward, um, professionally and personally. And yeah, it, it was, it's, it's been a good week. It's been a really, yeah, I just feel proud of myself, like for adulting. Uh, consistently day after day for an entire week because sometimes you know especially with raising a child you just want to curl into a ball and just I don't know cry sleep all of the things is is and my vagina aches have I told you a lot that my vagina aches yeah my pussy aches pussy real good that pussy real good that pussy's off the chain dum num 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 pussy real good that song by jackie o another fucking banger anyway um the reason it aches is because um obviously my pelvic floor is still coming you know getting stronger after pushing out an entire human but I've been you know I run I, I really enjoy running so on I try to make sure I go for a run every Sunday 
And my partner doesn't let me slack on that, even if I'm, like, dragging my feet around the flat. He's like, off you go, off you go, basically pushing me out the door because he knows how much I I like doing that and how good I feel for doing it. Um, But obviously, if you know, it's tough, it's tough. Um, You know, running this, well, last week, by the time you hear this, when I was running, I ran further than I usually would, so that's a good sign, but it I just did feel like, oh, saw Panani, saw Panani, but I'm still Ben's Panani, don't ever fucking get it twisted, okay? But um, that's what my yoni egg is there for. You keep using the yoni egg, you know, and strengthening those muscles inside, and then you just be quinting it up, quint it up five times, quint it up ten times, quint it up, hey, minnow half, quint it up, hey, 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 quint it up. That's Lisa Mercedes, in case you want to go and listen to the song, it's a banger. I've picked up like three songs and I haven't even gotten into the episode, but we thank God, we thank God for my extensive musical knowledge. So how are you all this week? Baby boys, baby girls, baby non-binaries. I pray you're well. Um, I love, you know, all of you that tweet at me. Annie, big up yourself, you know. Annie, you're always doing bits like writing these quotes. I sometimes don't even remember what I've said in the episode and you're always tweeting it. Um, you should big up Ghana's finest, always, you know, reposting the episode, you know, episodes and things like that and just engaging. Thank you to all of you, like just always engaging with the podcast in the way that you do. Um, D Brave, big up yourself because, yeah, I just really, really appreciate the community that we have for this podcast. It means a lot. It really means a lot to me to know that you you lot are out there doing um, baby work, you know, being baby people in this society. I appreciate you. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, why don't we get into the tarot for this week? Cause I find it rather interesting. What I asked about specifically was, um, how should people be moving during this, um, uh, this time that Mercury will be marmalade? Um, and, for some reason, I thought about friendships as well. Like friendships came to my mind, but I don't know. Anyway, let me get into what cards came out. So the first card that came out is the Ten of Wands. And I've described this card before, but I'll go into it again. We see a figure who's holding Ten Wands and their head is like basically buried behind the wand. So it looks like they can barely see where they're going. Like their head is really buried in their work. So they're carrying these wands towards what look like uh, looks like home. And, you know, they've been at it for a while. And you can see that the wands there are leaves on them that are sprouting. So it's not like they're working in vain. You know, these these um, wands are going to bear something. You know, they are beneficial. It's not, um, it's, it's not useless work, basically. But their head is buried in it. So, and they're about to cross a road as well. So it looks like they're making some kind of transition in their life um, towards home or towards something that will um, feel more comfortable for them is what I'm getting from the card. So what I see here is like, a lot of us are buried in work at the moment or we we decided that we're just going to face our book, that we're going to face our front and just just focus on work and be buried in that, which is funny to what I was talking about last week in the episode. I think it was last episode. But the reason we're doing this is because we're feeling some kind of impatience. Um, and I say that because the Nine of Pentacles came out in, re- in reverse. If the Nine of Pentacles is upright, you see um, a woman, older woman, wearing her wellies and her jeans. I'm looking at the Lisa Stell mod- modern we- uh, witch tarot deck, by the way. 
So she's tending to her nine pentacles, her nine coins that are on vines. It looks like she's growing tomatoes. So um, she's tending to the pentacles and she's got a carrot in her hand. She's got like carrots in her hand as well. And there's a little bird perching on her head, which just shows me that she's in tune with nature and she's in tune with the uh, things happening as they align to the natural order of things in life. But it's come out in reverse because a lot of us are impatient about when we will be, because we feel, because it come on, it's the nine of pentacles. So we're almost there to the 10 of pentacles, right? So we're getting close to what we see as our success or what we see as our big break, but we're impatient with even the nine of uh, pentacles, like being that close and look at that, that is 10, then it's nine. Um, so we're impatient about it and we think, oh, it's not going to happen or maybe things have stalled. You know, the way that she's growing her tomatoes, you have to have fertile soil. You have to have the right amount of so um, sunlight. You have to really take care of them. And then she's also got the carrots in her hand that grow underground as well. So it's the idea that some of the things that are growing can't be seen right now. So we're just frustrated because we're like, when are things going to happen? Fucking hell, like I've been putting in all this work, like I've been facing my front, I've been working, 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 working. And it's like, I know that I'm close. I'm not saying that I don't realise that um, things are coming to fruition, but I just wish that they'd come to fruition faster. But you know that if you rush things, even if you rush fruits, vegetables, whatever you're growing, they don't take the sweet they're not as nutritious so basically I feel like that message is like things are taking as long as they're taking because of God's hand in it the the hand of God over the hand of God is that um Pele or is that no that's the other guy in it oh, it's gone out of my head anyway um it's not Maradona sorry I'm coming off course um anyway sorry sometimes random football knowledge starts playing on my mind uh, so um yeah, the hand of God is there and that's why it, it's happening because you want longevity in what you're doing. If you just want to grab it off the vine now, you just want to have it now, have it now. It won't provide the nutrients. It won't prov provide the sustenance that you so deeply desire. And God doesn't always give you what you want. God will always give you what you need and at the time that you need it. So burying ourselves in work because we're impatient about when, when we're going to actually get to that point. Cause we know we're close. We can feel that we're close, but we're just not there at that point. Um, and then the card that came out after that is the ACE of cups saying that like, like I said, it's the hand of God in this and everything that you're um, going to want. Psalm 23 is what I think about whenever I see this cup, um, this ACE of cup, because you literally see a hand coming out of the cloud, holding a cup and the cup is overflowing and there's a heart shape above it and there's sunlight in the background and it's flowing um, back into the river or the ocean. And this is just letting you know that, um, like I said, Psalm 23, like my cup runneth over, like God will give you so much and God will give you that in the presence of your enemies, all the naysayers. And that's not necessarily just even all the naysayers externally. It could be the naysayers internally as well, like you, self-doubt, um, you know, things like that, feeling the sense of imposter syndrome. Like God will make your cup run over to the point where even you, the naysayers inside you will be right, rah, my G really did a really did a thing with my life, really did bits with my life. So it's just remembering that like your cup is running over and it will continue to run over all the days of your life. As long as you remember that you, you put in everything, you put in as much as you get out. You've got to remember that, like it's an ecosystem. Um, 
And you're about to go on a new journey. It's funny because I see um, Skyline, New York Skyline here. It's cute. Anyway, you're about to go on a journey. And again, we see the sun in this one as well. Um, the Fool, which is a major arcana card. And I feel like the reason that this came out as the last card of this card pool is to say that this is a life energy. So all the other cards were minor arcanas, yeah? This is a life energy. Something, the reason that you're feeling impatient are because things aren't coming at the time that you expect them to is that, fam, when the things arrive, you're going to be elevated into a whole new sphere that you have not encountered before, you have not experienced before. So everything has to be set in place for you to be able to make that transition. Like I said, 10 of once she's crossing a road, the fool, she's about to walk over what looks like a mini cliff or something. We don't know what's below, but God's going to make sure that whatever's below you is safe for you. So you're about to make that transition into an, something that you haven't experienced before. That's going to require more of you. That's going to require more mature you. So don't worry about things feeling like oh, I'm so close, I'm so close, because that's sometimes when it's actually the hardest. When you're at step one, square one, you're like, mm, I've got like nine other steps to go. But fam, when you're on square nine, you're like, come on, it's just one more step. But actually, that step is usually pr probably the biggest transition. That's probably the biggest transition because now you're going into a whole different whole different narrative a whole different sphere altogether so it's being prepared for it like everything's being prepared for you and you just need to hold on just that little bit longer because you're almost there like you're literally almost there like the blessings that you've been wanting that would make your heart overflow with happiness and contentedness and um you know um just that idea of feeling blessed is just around the corner and um, I think it was like last week or the week before, no, it was last week or maybe the week before I was meditating. And you know, when I meditate to you um, and meditate and I tell you that sometimes like random Bible verses come to my head and you need to understand that I don't, I don't know the Bible like that, where I can just say to you, boom, 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 boom. Like, but I know the Bible in it. So I was meditating and then I heard like Ezra 13 and Ezra 13 doesn't exist. So I was just like Ezra 1, 3, maybe Ezra chapter 4. So I went to look at Ezra chapter 4 and I'm reading this chapter and my mouth is just like raw. So the reason I brought that up is because sometimes people come into your life or you might experience people. So you might have ops in your workplace, yeah, or you might even have people who are, um, who say they're your friend, but they just move mad like they're not you know, like their actions aren't friendly, even though that they claim with their mouth that they're your friend, right? So, or you might just have ops in your workplace, like that they don't want you to progress and they are kiki and ha ha. Maybe you were meant to get a promotion and it didn't happen at this point, or maybe the promotion announcement's been delayed or something, something's just, you know, happened, right? So they're laughing, thinking like, haha, it's not happening. And they've come to frustrate the process. And you've been basically forced to work with them or you're working with them. And then as you're working with them, you're like, right, it feels like this person's actually sabotaging me more than actually helping me to advance. And so suddenly things aren't going ahead anymore. And then you can feel deflated, like, oh, what's taking so long? Like, I thought I was so close. I was so close. And it's like God wanting you to understand, especially if you read Ezra chapter four, verse 23. Um, it looks to them like they've won in it, like they frustrated your process and you're not going any further. Ha 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 ha. Look at you. Ha 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 ha. Failing to understand that it's only because of God that this thing has 
paused where it's paused or isn't quite advancing to where you would like it to advance to because the blessings that God has in store will go far greater than what you have initially planned that they think that they frustrated. So um, delay doesn't mean denial, you know, so just hang in there. And even if there are people around you that seem smug because it's not quite happening the way that you've desired, understand that it's you that will have the last laugh. It is you who's going to have that last laugh. And by then you won't even be thinking about them because you genuinely, you'll be laughing because of all the blessings, not because of, oh, I want to look at all the people that told me I couldn't do this and laugh at them. You won't have time because you'll be enjoying too much. So that's what came out for me um, when I was looking at that. And then the Say Your Mind Affirmation card deck, the card that I pulled is, I am a magnet attracting love in its purest form. Love is always available to us. It sometimes is available in a form that we are not accustomed to seeing it. Trust that you are love and therefore you attract love. Look for love's presence everywhere you are. And it's interesting because what this makes me think about again is um, when I think about Lev, for instance, Lev is a baby and he's just a cutie and he's at that stage now where he's trying to eat everything and put everything in his mouth like try to grab everything out of the love that I have for him I have to move things out of his way because putting them in his mouth isn't safe for him so I'm just moving things constantly out of his way but that's their way of exploring the world trying to put everything in their mouth and I just think about that and I look at equate it to God's love. Yeah. Sometimes we were like, we are definitely the babies because we don't have the eternal vastness that, that God has. Right. So we're trying to put things in our mouths because we're trying to explore and God has to move things out of our way or delay us having certain things because we are not mature enough to be able to digest those things. Um, you know, or, or process those things in the way that is necessary. So like I was saying before, delay isn't necessarily denial it's just like you can't have it right now because you're not grown spiritually or whatever enough to be able to have this thing right now but you're so close you're so close so sometimes things be moved out of your way they'll be moved out of your way for your own good the delays that you're seeing are delays for your own good it's only ever for your own good because you are a child of the universe no less than the trees and the stars and you like have to remember that so from the Marcella Kroll uh, deck, the Oracle deck, I pulled number 46 and 47 consecutively, um, 46 power and 47 lucky. So 46 power, it says you are powerful, you are worthy, you are sovereign. It is time to remember your worth. Drawing this card invites you to take your place in the starring role of your life. There is no need to play small here. You are being granted permission to display your strengths for all to see at this time. It does no service for you to hide your gifts. Drawing this card can also indicate that it's time for you to call your power back from any situation where it may have been taken or given away. And then lucky number 47 says, you've got the Midas touch. Everything you touch turns to gold at this time. Enjoy this winning streak you're on. Meditate on this when you need an extra boost of being in the right place at the right time um, kind of energy. And, you know, all of it is summed up. That's like what I'm saying about the nine of pentacles. Like you've got this, you've got this and the ace of cups energy. Like you've got this, you are guaranteed to have the greatness that your heart so desires. You just need to hang in there and not feel dejected because everything is literally around the corner. It's about everything being perfectly placed. Do you know, like sometimes I sit there and I think like, rah, somebody right now in the world is having the experiences they need to have so they can write the script that's going to win me 
um, my Academy Award for Best Actress in a Leading Role. It seems really random. You must be like, what? This girl's fucking mad. But honestly, I think about those things. I think about the fact that somebody right now is having to have their life experiences and live the life that they're living in order to be able to channel that creatively into something that I will also be a part of one day. So just imagine the mathematics, the mathematics, right, that needs to go into, like, there's no one like God, you know, because think of all of those intricacies that need to take place in all of this chaos that we experience in life, for the things that happen to you to happen to you, mad. So all you have to pray is that you remain always in alignment with your highest good. So you can therefore be in the right places at the right time and also be in the right frame of mind to make the right decisions. That is what you should be praying for. So that's that for the tarot from me this week and then I'm going to take you all into share your magnificence um so um, and also thank you because I know that you all send me your feedback about the tarot readings and stuff and I'm so so happy that it resonates with you and I honestly feel like I grow because of your feedback and it like grows my confidence like yeah I'm actually a G at doing this but like I'm always saying if you want them professional readings they're like my timetable doesn't work like that and I'm you know I just don't have that energy to be doing bare readings and things like that go to leonanicoleblack.com search leona nicole with a ch instead of just the c search leona nicole black i'll even add her link like go to leona's website and um she'll nice you if she's got some um, because i think that spirit has allowed her now to be able to do more readings this year and some of you i know that you listen you're like rah them devil things there it's not but only if it rocks with you only if it aligns with you like holler at nicole um leona nicole black and get get your readings done there she's incredible like i swear by her i love her to bits so so holler at her Okay, moving to share your magnificence. Obviously, Leona's magnificent. But my first letter comes from my baby girl, Precious. Congratulations, Precious, on your baby boy. Um, Precious has written in and she says here, Hello, dearest Kelechi. I can't believe this is my first time writing in. As you probably guessed, I'm not only a big fan of your work, but you as a person. The podcast falling on a Monday, the same day I go to therapy, is definitely not coincidental and takes so much inspiration from you. I wanted to write in as we are having another cycle event, but this one is near and dear to my heart. I believe miscarriage is what gave me a deeper connection to you and having both had our baby boys since, it brings my heart great pleasure to share our next event, Mother Nature which will be centred around maternal mental health and everything from postpartum depression to navigating parenthood without parents. I immediately thought of you, yet again, for the panel, but then thought it's probably time I leave you alone. Because <laughs> I've done two panels. I've done two panels with um, Precious now. Um, I can't keep screaming, Colette, she deserves all of the things and booking up your calendar. Sometimes share good things. Yeah, you, you know what? I, I hear you on that. I hear you. Um, the event will be held on Sunday, 8th of March, which also happens to be International Women's Day. Not intentional at all. My pregnant brain did not think that far at the time, but God intervened. It would mean a lot if you could share this email to make people aware of the event. In my short three weeks of motherhood, I felt so many emotions and speaking to 
mothers to other to other mothers has really helped and so I want to create a safe space for other mothers to do so I spent my first few days in hospital finalizing this event because of how much it means to me and really hope that it blesses people the link for the event she sent the event bright uh, link and I'll, I'll I'll put that in the caption so you lot better hurry up and I don't want to hear any of this oh my god I was just about to go and book and then nom, 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 nom. shut up Shut up and stop making excuses and just go and book the thing. Thank you so much. Um, Precious, of course, you know that I, I support you and I and I appreciate you and love you greatly. Don't know why you won't let me send you a gift because I've asked you like how many times now. But um, <laughs> but um, thank you because, you know, you got me gifts for Lev. And yeah, you're just you're just wonderful. And I and I really, really do. Um, love you lots so yeah precious's event um precious the cycle events always focus on mental health like a different aspect of mental health so we've talked um, about social media before and um the first one um ranged actually and again i think i was speaking about social media and things there as well um that's where i met denise dainty she's so pretty oh that girl's so pretty um so yeah you know um this uh, event will be about mental health and it'll be about motherhood as well so I would suggest and it's always great conversation so I, I really think if you can go definitely do go it's um Sunday 8th of March which also happens to be International Women's Day so get involved uh with that I think it's it's wonderful and Rhea Ellen who's a baby girl I really really enjoy Rhea Ellen um so much like She's a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, she'll also be one of the panellists at this event as well. So do try to get down if you can. So that was that magnificence. And then my next magnificence, it says here, the title of it is Your Tarot Brought Me Employment. Hello, Kelechi. Hope you're well. I am a white woman from Scotland. Not going to lie. I laughed. I laughed really loudly when I read that the first time. It was just the way that you stated it. Like, I am a white woman from Scotland. Before we go any further, you know, public service announcement, I am a white woman from Scotland. So hello, white woman from Scotland. Hello, Kalechi. Hope you're well. I'm a white woman from Scotland working as a doctor in London and an avid listener of SYM. I wanted to write to you to let you know about how your tarot brought real blessings into my life. A few weeks ago, I was traveling to interview for a job for a training position in obstetrics and gynecology. Um, I was incredibly nervous about the interview, but listened to SYM on the train and was surprised, but totally inspired by your tarot that particular week. I apologize because for the life of me now, I can't find the specific episode, but I remember the message being about work and owning the blessings that are given to you. I walked into the interview with a fresh perspective. I spoke about inequalities in re reproductive health. I spoke about the Embrace report. And I found out yesterday that I was offered my first choice job in central London. Two slaps on your chest, my G. And obviously two slaps on your chest, precious, my baby girl. So um, anyway, carrying on with the letter. Thank you for SYM. Thank you for your knowledge. Thank you for it all. Kalechi, you are a treasure trove. Thank you very much. I was really gutted to hear about um, how you were repeatedly let down by reproductive health services in the time you were pregnant with Lev. Immediately after and with your previous pregnancy loss, but unfortunately I'm not surprised. Part of the reason I want to work in obstetrics and, um, obstetrics and gynecology is to try to ch challenge the prejudice that is embedded in it. In the few years um, I've been working as a doctor, I've seen firsthand healthcare based racism and recently found myself so irate, specifically about the recent maternal death reports, that I had to write it down. I'm not a natural born writer. 
inspired by your podcast and especially by your episode with Dr. Annabelle Shoemimor, um, which was the first episode I ever listened to, I've written a referenced essay outlining a brief history of racism towards black women in healthcare, how Boris Johnson is a problem and the poor representation of the black and minority ethnic community in the healthcare workforce. Um, I, sp- um, I speak heavily about the Embrace report, which highlighted the mortality gap between white and black women in the pregnancy and postnatal period. And I know this was an um, upsetting subject for you as people were sending it to you whilst pregnant without any warning. This is why um, I appreciate you may not even want to enter into a discussion about this. My plan is to try and get this article published in a medical journal with the target audience being doctors who likely won't read this article if it were just shared on Facebook, etc. I wanted to ask if there was anything specifically you uh, feel I should bring into this report that you would like to be highlighted specifically. I've not attached the report itself because it's long and I wouldn't expect you to use your free time reading it for me. But if you are interested, I'm happy to send it to you. The last thing I want to do is take up space for a publication about a similar subject written by a black woman. But given the obvious institutionalized racism in academia that likely inhibit black academics from publishing their work, I want to enrich the report with the perspectives of black women themselves. If you're reading this and think I should be taking a step back and not publishing a report of this kind at all, it would really I would really be appreciative of your honesty. Once again, thank you for the tarot. Thank you for your work. Thank you for your knowledge. And thank you for handing out straws to everyone who deserves it. You truly are a baby girl. Thank you so much, you baby girl. You're a baby girl too. Baby girl squared. Two slaps on your chest again. That was three. I'm sorry, I can't count. I'm tired. It's a Sunday. Um, I think you should go ahead and, and do the report, you know. Do the report because like I'm always saying on this show... Um, where you, when you have access to somewhere, use the access that you have. And like you said, the institutionalized racism that is rampant everywhere, but especially in academia, will mean that black women who are writing similar reports probably get shut down. And actually, why can't we have more than one report? Fam, you write a report, them man write a report, them girls over there write a report, everybody write a report in it. Everybody write, because the more that we talk about this actually makes it more robust and they can't say, oh my heavens, I didn't know this was happening, heavens. Oh no, I'm so disappointed that this wasn't pointed out to me earlier. Um, I don't know who that was, but um, yeah, so I definitely think you should write it. And I think that you're definitely on the right track with um, getting different um, black women to speak about their experiences um, for you to add it there because it's not just your voice going around. I'm sure your voice doesn't do that. But, you know, you're also bringing in the lived experience of black women as well to, to bolster what you're saying, because then they'll go, how do you know? How do you know? You were white. Yeah, but you do know, you know, so because you've been listening, unlike the rest of these people. So, um, yeah, I definitely think you should write. And I think it's a wonderful thing that you want to do. Um, And I truly support it. And like you said, like, I talk about this a lot. I was just annoyed that people who only discovered the whole thing yesterday are now sending it to me. Well, you know, were sending it to me while I was pregnant, unannounced, just boom, in my DMs, like, ah, no, no, they're all tagging me on posts. Like, do you know, like, fam, I know that black women are five times more likely to die during childbirth in, comp- in comparison to white women. You don't need to be like shoving it down my throat. So, um, and obviously then there's the blog post that I put up um, of my experience. So if you want to go to that, um, if you go to kalechiokafor.com, you'll see um, that I've got a blog section called Angry Black and Woman, which has my experience like written out there as well. So you can always reference that 
as well. But yeah, I'm happy to read what you're writing. Um, definitely, I can always make time, especially if I know that it's you know something that's going to benefit us as a community. So yeah, I'm I'm down for that. So thank you so much for writing in. You are magnificent, precious. You're magnificent. Um, I appreciate you all. Now for so you mad. Time for so you mad. I know I keep saying it, forgive me, but I really will get to it at some point where I have like, um, you know, like a little sound thing, like, so you mad, something like that. I'll figure it out at some point, but I don't have it yet because, you know, I've got this cool podcast studio thing. Yeah. And it's got like little things where you can like record, like save sounds and I could just press them and like have different sound effects, but give me time, you know, give me time. Let me just get myself in order, but watch, watch, watch how I'm going to start moving mad on this podcast as if I haven't been moving mad already, but watch how I'm going to move extra mad once I can use the full functionalities that are on this, um, you know, this podcast studio deck table thing that I have. I'm just going to be doing wild things. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 pod. When I'm with you, I make wild pods. Sorry, that was unnecessary. Really unnecessary. The pitch wasn't even right. Anyway, so you mad. So you mad. Um, I just wanted to say, actually, I feel like literally everything that I want to say from So You Mad could easily have been in Suck Your Mum, aka Straw of the Week, but I've put it in So You Mad just to break it up a little bit. Um, so the first thing is like, obviously the government in this Britain are fucking mad. Like they're incredibly, incredibly mad. And um, I don't know who's sworn for them, but the swearing that, the, the curse that they've put on this government, yeah, it's not one that can be lifted. I don't even know, whoever can bench press the most in this life can't even lift or deadlift in fact the most in this life they can't deadlift this curse that's on this British government because it actually makes no sense whatsoever so anyway the home office um ended up still deporting convicted offenders to Jamaica um even though the uh, courts ruled that they shouldn't they ignored it and they were like we're going to do what we fucking want so um 17 people were deported um but 25 others um didn't get uh, deported because of the court order um so the ruling came last week monday after uh, there were concerns that um, some of the detainees didn't have uh, access to legal advice. And these men know that these detainees haven't had access to legal advice. That's what they like to do. They like to go for people that they're like, oh, they probably won't know their rights. So we'll get away with it. And there was some whole fuckery with the O2 SIM cards and them not having re- uh, um, reception even where they were detained. So um, it says here... Um, all of the people who were deported are Jamaican nationals who have been convicted of criminal offences and given prison sentences of more than 12 months. In a statement, the Prime Minister's spokesman, who's clearly a pussyclart, said, we bitterly regret the court decision that stopped the 25 people from leaving and will urgently appeal. Like, you're a dickhead. Like, you bitterly regret that you didn't get to get those other 25 people out either. Like, what is wrong with you? What seasoning is lacking in your life? I'm guessing all of them for you to be like, you know what, I just get a thrill I just get a hard on I just my my pussy just gets so wet when I know that I'm going to deport people for no fucking reason um their basis is like well you know they're offenders um so and they've got prison sentences of more than 12 months so they can go back to their country fam this is their country because all of a lot of the people that you're deporting um back to Jamaica 
all they've pretty much ever known is this country. Like some of them have been here from so, so young. Like it's mad that you would be doing that. And it's like the whole Windrush thing has kind of gone completely over their heads. And they're like, yeah, well, we can get away with this. We'll do what we like. And this, again, is the fucking Boris Pussy Clark Johnson that you lot voted for. Like this is why it blows my mind. It's things like this that that just makes all of this so wild to me and why I'm especially disappointed in the fact that, it, you know, when I mentioned Enya Luko saying that her hand sh- um, tremored or sh- whatever the fuck, her shuddered or whatever the fuck her arm um, handed over the ballot box as we guessed that she voted for Boris Johnson. Like, you black people who vote for people like Boris Johnson and you think that you're really doing bits what because you don't want to pay tax because you don't want to pay tax you're happy for the rampant racism the anti-blackness that they're going to perpetuate um once they're in power or to continue having power like you are okay with that it's it's absolutely mad to me um and it's not just her you know like there are other people who did similar and they're trying to justify it and trying to use all of this um win wan wan like higgy hagar um terminology like no you you just voted against um your own best interests, whether you realise it or not. Um, so it says here, the offences the, uh, which these people were responsible for included one manslaughter, one firearms offence, seven violent offences, um, two which were uh, are in the category of rape or sexual offences and 14 drug offences, the spokesperson said. Like, look, I'm not arguing with you about whether they should be in prison or whatever the fuck. I'm not even arguing that with you right now. Don't have the time. That is your own wahala. What I'm arguing about is the fact that you're deporting them. And the thing is, people are looking at this and they're like, well, there were some rapists in there and they did, you know, they did commit offences. You're a fool. You're a fool because this is going to set a precedence for all the things that could affect you, you dickhead, and your family later on. So if you can strip someone so easily of like their British citizenship, because by all means, these people are really British citizens. So if you can strip them of that and be like, yeah, fam, get out. Your British passport means nothing you fucking idiot you tap dancing little monkey your british passport means nothing and when they want when they're ready to come for you too you too will have your out your ass out of here so that's what you need to be considering the fact and it's i just think it's funny that everybody remembers where black people in this country need to be going back to and whatever else. But for some reason, white people who are in other people's countries and, and, and in other people's continents, they never remember where they're from. Like they, 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 they just stay there. They just stay there and that's okay. So it's just interesting, the dynamics of whiteness and how you can claim space while telling other people to get out of your space. It, it, it's mad. It's absolutely mad. And they go on to say, um, we make no apology whatsoever for seeking to remove serious foreign national offenders. Of course, you make no apology of, um, apology of it because you're wrong and strong and and you feel like, yeah, you know what, it's OK to do that. And this is the thing about ethno-nationalism, because that's really what we're seeing here. Like what we're really, really being told is that none of you man are British, none of you who have a funny tinge, none of you man are British, I don't care who you fucked, who you're, you, you, how long you've been here, none of that matters, none of you are British, you can fuck off, right? Because the only people who can claim that are us whites and specifically us English people, we're the ones that can claim that all of you lot can get the fuck out. Um, 
And that's the, that slowly we're seeing that slowly, we're not very slowly, but you know, that's what we're seeing now coming to the surface. Basically, when you start again, really, really tightening that bond that you're trying to force with blackness and criminality, you'll be like, well, all of them, you know, go back to where you came from will just be something that people continue to throw out of their mouths, but they'll throw it out of their mouths and it's going to fly right back in with my foot. Yes. So it's, it's just mad to me, basically, um, because um, you deporting them, that's like a double, that's a double punishment. It's a double punishment, like, and there's no real reason for it, but you're just like, oh, well, if we just get them out there, if we just get them out of here, then that's fine. But why? Why? Because you're, you're, you, you lot that um, live in Jamaica, you haven't gotten out. And when are we going to deport all of the white paedophiles from other people's countries, Thailand, Vietnam, you know, um, the continent of Africa? When are they going to get the fuck out of there? When are you going to take back your paedophiles and your and, and your rapists and your criminals? When are you going to come in? Because if you're sending everybody back here and back there, can you come and take your own people, please? Because I'm sure there's a hell of a lot more of them. You can have them back too. Then we can balance this fucking shit out. And while we're at it, since you're returning things and returning people as you would have it to the countries that they came from could you also return our things could you also return our our bronze statues our gold our jewels can you just return everything since you're in the spirit of returning things past the 30-day guarantee can you just give us our things back it's just mad to me it's just mad to me and it's just it's 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 only slowly going to ramp up from there like what they did to Shamima Begum and all of that like they're going to continue doing things like this and you're watching it like a little dickhead going oh well it's happening to them because well she did this and he did that and that's why they need to um, be sent back or be denied British citizenship but they're going to come for your class too you stay there you stay there you little prick so you, yeah, I just, I, it, it just blows my mind. And I, and I hope that they don't um, get to keep deporting people. I hope that these flights do get stopped because um, that isn't the answer. That isn't the answer to any of this at all. And to not even allow them to have um, proper legal counsel as well, put them in areas where there isn't even really mobile phone reception and all of that stuff. Like it's, it's the same thing that we're seeing with America and the whole um, ICE situation and what they're doing to the brown people over there. It's all linked and it's all part of white supremacy. My next So You Mad um, goes, well, it's about this judge. You know, the judge, Tammy Kemp, the one who sentenced Amber Geiger. So if you're just listening to this for the first time and you don't know anything about um, the whole shenanigan, basically Amber Geiger, she shot and killed an unarmed black man in his home. Amber is a white woman. She's a white police woman. Um, And Botham John was in his home. She slammed on the door, banged on the door, somehow managed to get in and she shot him by his, you know, he was in his own home basically. And she said she mistook it for her own apartment and she shot because she thought he was in her apartment. Just a fucked up story. Um, anyway, but what got me or what got a lot of us was that at her sentencing where she was crying, like one deranged scarecrow, um, you'll hear Lev in the background, he's getting changed. Um, she was crying like one deranged scarecrow and the judge after sentencing her, decided to get off the stand and go to hug her. Um, and I guess all of the all of us black, white were looking at her like, are you okay, sis? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's it's just absolutely 
It's absolutely mad. Like, firstly, Botham's brother hugged her and said, I forgive you, like anybody fucking asked. And um, then the judge, you take it upon yourself to go and give her a Bible and hug her as well. And, you know, I think even the security, the um, court security was stroking her hair, Amber's hair at one point. It was just a mad, it was a madness fest. It was, it was full of mad people. Everybody was mad. So obviously I think that people are still struggling to get their head around why the fuck she felt like it was okay to do that to go and hug her after sentencing her and everything else and I saw a clip of her recently she was at some kind of Christian convention some kind of Christian meetup whatever and she was talking about why she decided to go and hug Amber and I swear like it just made me even more vexed like I was just like you're you're ridiculous like you know when we're talking about like um what is it black faces white masks like that's what I don't even know if yours is a mask anymore like at this point it's like in like meshed onto your face like you truly must believe in the fuckery that you're doing um it must be white face black mask I don't know whatever the fuck anyway um they're talking to her about it and she was just like oh well you know my christianity had to take first place when i was looking at this situation with miss geiger because you know i am a judge and i must abide by the laws of the land but at the same time i'm a christian woman So I had to consider what is Caesar's and what is Christ's and give on to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but also remember what belongs to Christ and forgiveness is, you know, necessary. And so I will always put Christ first. I will always do the godly thing first. Shut up, Tammy. Why is it that everybody who's called Tammy is a fucking idiot? Like Tammy Lauren or whatever the fuck and this Tammy Kemp. Like, you're all idiots. Like, you just chat shit. First of all, Christ says, drop him out of the Ross Clark group chat. Give on to Caesar. Even Caesar. Even Caesar's like, fam, don't bring my name into it. Because no law of the land asked you to go and hug that wench. Nobody asked you to go and hug her. Christ didn't ask you. Caesar didn't ask you. Look, Caesar is still busy trying to get the fucking knife out of his back from what Brutus did to, to, did to him. Nobody asked you to go and hug this this woman. Nobody and she was playing you from the way that she was describing it as well. Like she was crying. She was crying. And she says, you think I'll be forgiven? Do you think God will forgive me? Can I, if I turn my life around, do you think I can turn my life around? And that's why I gave her a Bible because, you know, she, she just seemed so sad. She just seemed so, shut up. She was playing you. She's a white blonde woman. She played on her white fem- female blondness and basically got you to give her something give her a sentence that she can at some point try to appeal because you said you you know you forgive her and everybody should forgive her and whatever and let's all be lenient on her for going and basically shooting an unarmed black man in cold blood like you got played sis that's what happened here so I mean I just want to know how many black uh people that have been convicted for similar murders um how many of them she went and hugged doubt that it's any 
But, you know, there's always that forgiveness. There's always that empathy for whiteness and especially white women. It's always there. It just it just really, really blew my mind. Like you can try and say that the reason that you did it is because of God. Like God sometimes just wants you to keep their like their fucking name out of everything. Like just keep their name out of everything. Same with Christ. Christ is just like, leave my name out of the fucking group chat. Like Christ has left the chat. Don't talk, don't, don't involve him. Don't involve him. He didn't ask to be involved in any of the fuckery that you're doing. Just say, you know what? I felt like doing it. And that's that. Like stop bringing like your, your holier than thou fuckery into it because it's really no excuse. I gave, you know, I know what belongs to Caesar and I also know what belongs to Christ. You don't know what belongs to any motherfucking body from what we can see. You don't know. All that you know is what benefits you and the the people who you're in their pocket in within your Dallas community. So you shut your mouth. Trash. Trash bag. Um yeah, that just that just really aggravated me. Just the comparison of I gave on to Caesar what Caesar's and gave on to shut up just shut up. Like none of it makes sense. Like I will always choose Christ first. That wasn't you choosing Christ. Nobody asked you to hug her. The land didn't ask you to hug her. Christ didn't ask you to hug her. There is a way to do forgiveness. There is a way to do your Christianity that you so badly want to do without undermining the the magnitude of what's happened. There is a way to go about that. Thank you. Lev is just agreeing, I guess. Um, so yeah, so that's what I wanted to share about that really. And now for straw of the week, aka suck Yamada. You can suck your mommy, you can suck her dry. Because you are a pussy clot and I will tell you why. Sorry, that just came to me. Moment of inspiration. I don't know how all of this keeps happening. But before we get onto straw of um the week, before because you know I bet not forget these bits. Before we get on to straw of the week, like I was saying with this whole, um, I feel like, like I said, everybody's mad in it. Everybody is mad. And I think that if this um, woman, this judge woman, if she had somebody to speak to, you know where I'm going with this. If she had somebody to speak to, like maybe a therapist, they could have explained to her um, that her behavior might be something that she just needs to address and maybe have boundaries and not go ahead just like hugging people and hugging convicted murderers. Um, I think she should jump onto better help. Better help that's better than H E L P. Better help. Um, I've been using them for um, a few weeks now. My therapist, Danielle, like I said, is a babe. You can just go, jump on the app and I can message her whenever any fuckery is happening and just share it with her and she'll respond back and she's like, oh, Kalechi, how's it all going? Yeah, she's lovely. <laughs> um, so yeah, if there's something interfering with your happiness, like your desire to just jump off your um, platform as a judge and go and hug convicted murderers, I don't know, um, always pre- preventing you from achieving your goals of this like, supreme forgiveness that the rest of us don't have a fucking clue about um better help better help will help you to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist you can start communicating in under 24 hours so before you even have thoughts about you know what i'm just going to go and hug that lady over there instead of doing my work um it's not a crisis line and it's not self-help it's a professional counseling done securely online there are um, there's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counsellor network, which might not actually be available in your area. Um, the Well, your local area, but it's obviously available on BetterHelp. Duh. 
Um, the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counsellor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or a phone session so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counsellors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional online counsel. I'm sorry, offline counselling and financial aid is available. Um, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website. It's betterhelp.com and forward slash mind. So that's better, H-E-L-P.com forward slash mind. That's M-I-N-D. And join over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health uh, mental help, help, taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Um, so the special offer for all of my Say Your Mind Dons, my baby people, listeners get 10% off their first month. So you just need to go to betterhelp.com forward slash mind. That's betterhelp, betterhelp.com forward slash mind and go and get everything set good all right so you don't like i said go hugging random people that nobody asked you to hug i gave on to caesar what belonged to caesar and what belonged to christ i gave on to christ but i will always put christ for a shut up shut up shut up now finally like i said let's actually get into the um straw of the week i just had to make sure that i remember to do that duh because you know the podcast wouldn't be flourishing without the support of better help so um Caroline Flack, RIP. Caroline Flack um, was the previous host of Love Island. I don't watch Love Island, but, you know, I kept up to date with the girls. So, unfortunately, um, Caroline took her own life last week. She took her own life a few days ago. And it's extremely sad. It's extremely sad. Um, It came after she... uh, had been having some issues with her partner. Um, I think she is alleged that she assaulted him and I think with a lamp, with a, with a lamp. And yeah, it's, it's very, very sad circumstances. And I know that he, well, I um, saw that he posted some Valentine's day messages uh, on social media the day before she took her own life. So it's just very, very sad. Um, But my straw goes out to, firstly, the people who are blaming the Crown Prosecution Service for not dropping the charges or um, still seeking um, to prosecute um, Caroline, even after her partner said that he wanted to drop the charges. Um, I think Boy George was one of the people that jumped up and he, Kentucky's mother, he jumped up and he was like, oh, look at the Crown Prosecution Service. Look what you've done. Look what the CPS have done. They kept going even after her partner said he didn't want to pursue this anymore. Blah, 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 blah. Fam, the Crown Prosecution Service in this regard are just doing their job, especially when it comes to domestic violence. Like they literally, like a lot of times domestic violence victims can want to drop the charges because there's so many things happening, so many dynamics happening in um, abusive situations. And so if they dropped a lot of these cases, there might be a chance of reoccurrence. And then sometimes people end up dead. So I I can understand why they were still pursuing it, even after he had said her partner, Caroline's partner said that he wanted to drop it. And I don't think that they should be the focus. Like I think that there were lots of things happening in her life and going on for her at the time and not just that, like, 
for it to even have gotten to the point where they were where she was allegedly violent in that way um there was a lot more happening so it's not the crown prosecution service on the in this instance that i think that we should now be focusing on so boy george making them the focus of it i was just like you can suck your mother dog so um it was that part and then i guess for me the main part the main people that i wanted to get like dash out red and white stripes straws to are the people who suddenly everyone's so concerned about mental health suddenly everybody is so so concerned like oh my god you never know what people are going through oh the way that the media have treated her obviously the the headlines that like publications publications and i think it's even too nice calling them publications but things like the sun and different tabloids and things like what they uh, write and publish about um, women specifically it's absolutely fucking mad in this country like the things that they write about women are vile and then when you now add a funny tinge to it rah it's it goes up to another level of madness but for Caroline just being a woman like rah they especially during that time period of people finding out about you know she got dropped off Love Island after it came out that she had that incident with her partner so she got dropped so she's lost a you know a job in in that respect as well um and they were the newspapers were writing some mad mad headlines about it um on the front page as well so none of that could have been good for her mental health i just ugh it was it must have been a lot but people now turn around going oh my god um the media did this and the media did that yeah the media can all go suck their mothers like all of those um papers that want to run trash headlines and write shit things about women black women brown women all the time all of you can go fuck yourselves and suck your mothers till they're extinct you dickheads at the same time we also need to recognize that we are also part of social media now like um being part of social media the end part of it um also makes us media we also drive the news as well and we also are reacting to the news and adding to a lot of this pressure adding to a lot of um adding more fuel to the fire in um, certain regards. So you can't now take yourself out of it and be like, oh, it's just the media doing that when people on social media are also moving mad as well. But for me, it's just like, there's so many hypocrites. I I like saying hypocrites instead of hypocrites. Um, I like hypocrite. Um, So yeah, there's so many hypocrites online because so many people, and I'm talking about specifically like, like black people just now for now, black people, um, who are like, oh my God, you never know what people are going through. Um, you know, hashtag be kind and, um, you never know what people are going through. We have to be careful what we're saying online. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You two faced, two mouth, two tongue dickheads. Shut the fuck up. Because it's funny how, some of you have the specific energy to be tweeting these things when these sorts of things happen and it's mainstream media and I guess when it's white women but when your fellow black women are the ones that are being um, attacked online and having the most vile things said about them you motherfuckers stay silent you motherfuckers um, retreat and go into your group chats and go and do what you're doing there I never really address it some of you will be kiki and haha and doing the most online um, or your little shows and having these very very vile very toxic guys like you're working closely in tandem with them like you'll be doing all of these things knowing how mad they move to black women online to 
hyper-visible black women and even the black women who aren't hyper-visible, they're moving mad to them online. You'll stay quiet there. But then when it's like something that feels far removed from you, that's when you want to come and write your sermon about, oh, let's all consider what people are going through. Consider the people on your doorstep, you dickhead. Consider your fellow women. Consider the people who um, have had trash and bullshit said. Like I, I think back to the whole... Um, Oh my God, her partner's Polish, rare, 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 that was going on. My name was trending on Twitter for like five days. And you, some of you same dickheads said nothing. You were just there, just chilling, saying nothing and trying to be neutral, hashtag neutral. You know what should be neutral? The way that you blend your foundation because it never matches your jawline to your neck. It never makes sense. It's like they've never met before, but that's a story for another day. But like you will still be there, like friending up, friending up um, these guys. You'll be putting these nonsense um, gifs there as well, like where you're like, you know, not exactly promoting what they're saying, but you're not exactly dissenting what they're saying. So you're just kind of there teetering, which I feel like is actually worse, but you'll be doing all of this. And it's just mad to me. And one of the things that stands out to me the most, and I mentioned, um, I think I mentioned Audrey earlier, but someone like um, Audrey, aka Ghana's finest, I remember her tweeting like, oh, you know what? This is actually mad because Kalechi didn't do this. And Kale- like, even with having certain friends, like I noticed that she always kind of speaks up and she's like, nah, this can't run, this can't run. And there are similar women like her who do that. Like they'll use their platform and be like, actually, I'm not with this shit. Like I'm going to say what I need to say. And I noticed that other people, like they literally just go with where the crowd is. Like when everyone's running banter, 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 they'll jump on it and claim that it's banter as well. When it's actually, it's coming from a place of jealousy. It's coming from a place where they just hate all of, like they just hate all of your achievements. They hate that you're living your life and they don't want you to have any complexities any nuances they don't want to hear any of that so whenever they see people moving mad towards you they're like oh you know what I'm going to jump on that too then when everything's going the other way suddenly they're just there like oh well I've always thought that this person was excellent keep my fucking name out of your mouth keep my fucking name out of your mouth because the next time I see you I'll kick you in the back of your knees yeah so no just stay out of it but I just thought it was not just about me, but just looking at the way that people like really switch up their mouths online when the wave is going another way. Do you not consider people's mental health? Do you not consider it when at the time that you were doing these things? For me, sometimes when I see people moving, especially mad online, and I just think like, no, I can't run with this. I can't be part of this. I just log off. Like, I'm just like, I'm not going to get involved because no one wants to hear word. No one wants to hear what I've got to fucking say. So I'm just, I'm, I'm out. But that isn't the case for a lot of you. It's just like key, key, key. And then you'll be liking and then you'll be making abstract comments that are still part of the narrative. Like it, it's just really sad. So I just feel like keep the same energy in it. Keep the same energy. Like if you're going to speak out like the people I know who do speak out, then do that. Um, and it's not like anyone's expecting you to speak out all of the time, but like you know the major moments when things are happening and you know what you're also contributing to. So to now turn around and be like, oh, um, be kind and da 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 Why don't you start with yourself? Why don't you be kind first before you start telling everyone else what they should be doing? And then I'm just disgusted by the um, same people who were coming for Meghan Markle, um, like Eamon Holmes and all of these other little dry anus pricks who were like, oh, you know, rare, 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 um, Meghan Markle's this. And I just think that she's woke as if woke is a bad thing. She's uppity. She's rare, rare, rare. She's rare, rare, rare. But now Caroline, 
has taken her own life, suddenly it's like, oh, this is so sad. This is so sad to know that this has happened. This is, you know, this makes me incredibly sad. It's funny that that you, people like you, people like Piers Morgan can jump on um, Meghan Markle and other women, like jump on them and be like, oh, I just don't like them. Like consistent, consistent and persistent harassment of this one woman. But then another woman, a white woman now dies. And then it's like, oh, we should all be kind. We should consider when we're joining in on these pylons. What what do you mean that we're piling on somebody? You And we should consider it when you're piling on a woman that because of her proximity to blackness, it seems to be fair game. You can all shut up. You can all shut up and go and suck your mums. Eamon hasn't blocked me yet, but I'm sure he'll block me soon when I tell him some truths. Piers Morgan's already blocked me or piss Morgan as I like to call him um yeah I just I'm just tired of the hypocrisy I'm just tired of all of it like it's funny who people save their softness and their consideration and their empathy for is really the point of what I'm trying to say and I just think that a lot of it is bullshit and it's anti-black and apart from that it's misogynistic like let's just start there it's misogynistic because for some reason um it's like oh women can take all of these barrage of insults and it's okay and we can put them under extreme scrutiny and it's okay it's not okay none of it is okay so let today be the first day that you decide to man the fuck up I even hate that term because men, men, (laughs) never. But you decide to just fix the fuck up and do what needs to be done and and speak out if you're really going to speak out or just shut the fuck up and and shut shut, shut the fuck up all the time then. No, don't just pick and choose. How about that? Um, so yeah, so I feel like everyone in that situation who's been moving mad, they can all go and suck their mothers, um, until they're prehistoric as far as I'm concerned. And um, my next straw of the week goes out to Richard Dawkins. I think he's the one that wrote God Complex, isn't he? Well, he strikes me as um, a pussy clerk, strikes me as a dickhead, um, because a lot of these um, white scientists, they seem to think that they're making points when they're saying things that are very, very racist in in essence. Um, So Richard Dawkins tweeted and he said, it's one thing to deplore eugenics on ideological, political and moral grounds. It's quite another to conclude that it wouldn't work in in practice. Of course it would. It works for cows, horses, pigs, dogs and roses. Why on earth wouldn't it work for humans? Fact ignore ideology what is even a fact who decides what is a fact are we basing fact on what science is telling us i don't i don't i don't really know because science at its core is racist so i don't know what you're trying to say there and with this whole eugenics thing it's just really problematic that more and more people are having conversations, more and more white men specifically are having more conversations about eugenics and really wanting it to come back. Like, let's be clear, eugenics was the basis of the Holocaust. Eugenics was the basis of the transatlantic slave trade that you could basically breed out the weaker people to make a super strong Aryan race or to make like a you as the white race are more supreme or superior to these other races because they're subhuman. Like this is the whole basis of what eugenics um, is based on and what it's the atrocities that have been allowed to like be perpetuated or perpetrated in our society. It's because of eugenics. So the fact that these people are sitting there thinking that they're really making points and they're being super logical by being like, look, I know philosophically, morally, rare, rare, rarely and boom, boom, barely um, all of this is wrong. But at the end of the day, come on, can we just just entertain the fact that it could possibly work if we just 
you're t- you just compared it to animals and vegetables. I'm not an animal, nor am I a vegetable. So I don't want any part in eugenics. Thank you so much. I mean, I don't even want it for the, the, the animals and the vegetables, but you know, do you, um, it's wild that these kind of conversations are happening online. Now to the untrained eye, it doesn't look like he's saying much, but the more that these white men keep having these sorts of conversations, the more that they'll want to do scientific experiments to prove what they're saying. And they already believe that, oh, you know, well, black people are hardworking and they run fast. So if we bred this black person with this black person, which is what was happening during slavery, if we breed them together, then we'll have like a super fast black workhorse. Yes. Like, it's extremely dangerous stuff. It's very, very dangerous stuff. And I don't even know why the point of the tweet is there. So if you've said that it's wrong on all accounts, that eugenics is wrong on all accounts, and then go, but if we can, if we forget the fact that it's wrong in every possible way possible, um, it still, it still kind of works, right, guys? It still kind of works. Like, come on, it still kind of works. I, I don't know what you want us to say. And who decides who's stronger and who's weaker? And what are we basing it on? What are we basing that strength and weakness on? Because usually it's going to be another white man who decides, a group of white men who decide, like their fam, their their eugenicists who um, who have um, Nobel Peace Prizes and things like that, like for their work in eugenics, like. It's fucked. It's absolutely fucked. And I, for one, do not want any exploration. I don't care what they're doing for vegetables and fruits. I don't want, I do not support eugenics on any grounds. And I don't think that we should be breeding this and that to get a stronger this and that. Like, I'm not with it. I don't want to know because today it's them vegetables. And then tomorrow, again, 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 like we had um, decades ago, centuries ago, you'll now want to do that with black people. No, you can fuck right off. And Richard Dawkins, you can go and suck your mum on a God complex. How about that prick? And um, somebody, um, I think her name is uh, Tanya Bultman. She wrote something really, uh, she tweeted something really cool where she says, Eugenics is by default an ideology because it's premised on the idea of selectively breeding superior traits, hence breeding out or destroying what is perceived as inferior. Who gets to define which is which? Ill-informed and indefensible yet dangerous stuff here. Exactly, exactly my point. Because for you to be breeding something up, there's something else that you're breeding out. So essentially, my guy just said, let's kill all the black people. That's all I read in that tweet. That's all I saw. Because there's something that you're trying to take, 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 take. So it's like... Oh, we want this that we think stereotypically black people have. And we want this that we think stereotypically like East Asian, South Asian, rare, rare, rare people have. We'll put that all together, but we still want to remain white. Like we need to still remain white. It's fucked and it's scary as fuck. And I'm just not with it. So Richard Dawkins, you please, 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 please suck your mother. Like with all of my heart, find your mother and suck her dry. That's all. That's what I'd like. Um, and now I think I've got a letter. So those are all my straws dashed out left, right and centre. And then I think I've got a letter here. And um, the letter says straws of the week, not even straw of the week, straws of the week. So I guess there's more than one. It says, dear Kalechi, I hope this finds this email finds you well. First of all, I would like to say two slaps on your chest for all the things you're achieving in 2020. It's a joy to see you take all of the things the universe has in store for you. It was a joy to speak to you at your live show and your ability to hold space for people is truly divine. Thank you. 
My first draw of the week goes to the UK justice system. This weekend, Justice Secretary Robert Buckland went on television and dismissed the chaos that plagued the prison system. When asked about the picture of chaos that it is, um, that that is, he tried to deflect the question. On the 22nd of January 2020, The Guardian reported that prison deaths have been rising and a large number of them are self-inflicted and preventable. Additionally, Feltham Young Offenders Institute's uh, safety levels have plunged, with no plan to rectify this. It's hard for me to write about prison reform and the shortcomings of the care given to prisoners who are overwhelmingly and disproportionately black and brown, because for 13 months I had to visit my own family member in prison and saw the neglect he received. The system is broken and it does not care about rehabilitation. There can be no rehabilitation without mental health support for the trauma of being in prison. We need to start seeing prisoners, especially young offenders, with humanity and compassion if we will ever have a chance of understanding the roots of crime. However, as we know, this is unlikely to happen because the system is institutionally racist and classist. So Robert Buckland and his colleagues can all take a straw and commence to suck their mums. My second straw goes to the UK university system. Ra, they keep receiving a lot of straws re- recently, the UK universities. Ra. Woo, child. Um, I especially want to have a straw to Queen Mary University London after being called... Um, after being called institutionally racist by their own diversity and inclusion manager, Sandra Brown, in her letter of resignation. I have linked her letter here. And quite frankly, she told them to suck their mum and pick up white fragility and why I'm no talk alone why I'm no longer talking to white people about race. So two slaps on her chest for not just going along um, and dragging them by their edges. I'm Two slaps on her chest for not just going along to get along and by, and for dragging them by their edges. Currently, lecturers are planning to strike again and a few of the issues centre around the unequal pay practices towards BAME uh, members of staff who are paid 21% less than white staff and gender pay gap is currently at 13.7%. With BAME women being paid 31% less than white men, I support this strike action because All of these issues affect me, but also it shows the lengths universities will go to be wrong and strong. The monetization of education has meant that nothing matters but profit profit and endowments. Capitalism is really a disease and so many people are mad from it. So I would like to offer my own university multiple straws for not listening to ethnic minority students in racial incidents, offering up racialized and whitewashed education structure, not even listening to their own staff about their inherent racism and most of all, loving capitalism, which was built on racism to the point um, of not paying people for their fucking things. Sorry for the long rant. Keep being amazing. Thank you, CC. Thank you for that. That's the name I've given you. Um, wow. The universe, I, I say this all the time about the university, so I don't even need to go into it, but you, you, there you have it. So basically you're having the um, BAME women in the workplace and universities are being paid 31% less than white men. For what reason? Are white men more intelligent? I think not. I think not. Um, are they harder working? I think not. I think not. Like, I'm not saying that they're less hard work. <laughs> mm, sorry. 
something got struck in my throat. I think it was the truth. Um, I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is that like, we should just consider the fact that nobody's working above and beyond. And there's no reason why white men should be getting paid 31% more than BAME women at universities. There's no fucking reason for it. Nothing to justify it. At the end of the day, I feel like, um, like BAME women, especially black women should be getting paid equally since that they have to do double the work before they even get to the university like they moisturize you know so they've got to moisturize their skin they've got to season their packed lunches that there's so much more that they need to do before they get into the workplace that I feel like a lot of white men don't do so let's just get that pay up to par is what I'm is what I'm really thinking in this situation and that's it that's it for this week's episode of SYM I feel like all of the things have been said and Lev also chimed in where he could chime in because he's in the bedroom um, doing his bits. And yeah, it's just been another week of um, feeling grateful and honoured to be able to serve you lot with my truth. And I appreciate you. So continue writing in, continue sharing your bits with me and I'll endeavour to read them out if they fit with, you know, what I'm doing on the show. I'll definitely be doing that. And obviously, you know, I'm working on getting you some great interviews for the rest of the year, but we'll just, we'll see how I get on really. Um, and that's it. Just keep looking after yourselves. Um, don't move mad online. Use your time very, very carefully. Use your time well. Um, like the tarot cards have said, you know, abundant, like more abundance is coming your way. Be patient. Um, and that's pretty much it. I feel like I've got announcements, but I can't remember anything I said I was going to add in the captions. I'll make sure to add it in the captions. And that's pretty much it. I have been Kelechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mum. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast episode. Um, and yeah, like I said, check out BetterHelp on BetterHelp, betterhelp.com forward slash mind and get 10% off your first month. You can follow me on at Kolechnikov or at Say Your Mind Pod. Remember to hashtag Say Your Mind Pod and let me know how you found the episode, what you enjoyed and what got you thinking, etc, etc. And that's pretty much it. Otherwise, I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sip it, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind